also, I got a lot of people asking me, like, are you a record company? Do you sign people? Mm-hmm. Do you make records? You know, mm-hmm. the records thing, I think, was throwing a lot of people off. Um, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm at that point. Uh, and this is when I was getting ready to move out of my parents' basement with the business and right. move into, like, my first commercial facility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a good time to make a name change. You're listening to For the Record, conversations about music, mixing, and the creative industry. Our guest today is Justin Lebrecht. Justin founded and runs Waysound Recording in Fox River Grove. Justin, hello. Jeremiah, hello. How have you been? I've been okay. I've, I've been uh, um, a little tired lately, so the coffee is much appreciated. Oh, yeah. Cheers. cheers. Absolutely. Uh, we just moved uh, our house, mm-hmm. so it's been a crazy last couple weeks uh, getting all moved in and stuff. So Yep. That's... Burning that's the a- candle from both ends. Oh, I'm sure. So I met you maybe, I don't know, it was probably like four years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it sound like we know each other really well. We really don't. We totally do. Yeah, I, I've met you like twice. <laughs> but uh, I'd love for you to, to kind of talk a little bit about who you are and what your shtick is, what you do. What, what makes me tick? Yeah. Uh, great. So uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, your studio is uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm actually kind of a little bit jealous. Um, your your furnishings and and the acoustic treatments and stuff uh, are are really top notch. So, well, thank you, um, thank you. I feel very comfortable being here. That's the goal. Um, so the the studio that I run is called Waysound Recording Studios, uh, and I started Waysound um, in my basement, uh, like probably most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school when I started actually like pursuing recording. Um, And of course, just like anybody else, it starts off as just like something fun to do. I I do music. uh, I I write music and um, stuff of my own. I play piano and I sing a little bit guitar. And Mm -hmm. so I started off just doing my own music and then eventually turn into recording friends and then friends of friends and then kind of, turn into like, well, this is like a business yeah. um, and started actually charging money for it. And um, so decided to go away to school and got a degree in audio engineering. And uh, after graduating, came home, uh, decided I, I needed to either make a decision whether this degree, what I wanted to get a job, you know, working for someone else or this thing that I had been cultivating and growing in, in high school and in college uh, was something that I wanted to continue to grow. Yeah, that's um, a tough call. Yeah, because obviously it's way easier just to join somebody else um, and you know have you know a, a constant paycheck coming in, and mm-hmm. um, you know building a business as you know is really hard. So yep. um, I just kind of kept growing it while also working for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the safe thing to do, right? Um, right? It's it's really hard to just jump full force into it uh, without having some sort of stability. And mm-hmm. um, so I had a, a full time job that I worked, and while well, I continued to grow the company, um, and I finally got to the point where 
it sounds like you just got to that point where mm-hmm. you are you're ready to jump in full time into the business. Yeah. Um, and for me, that happened uh, 2013 when I made the plunge into running the business full time, and uh, it was scary, but at the same time, like totally fulfilling because that's what like gives me energy is like just pouring your heart and soul into the business and yeah to to know that you're at that point where you can do that mm-hmm. is really exciting uh so i'm glad that i did it uh and i'm knock on wood <laughs> uh still uh still around today and you know the business is still growing and yeah um we're i'm i've got a uh part-timer, almost full-timer working for you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got interns that are in as well. And then uh, obviously myself and, you know, the business has, has grown and hopefully it'll uh, continue to grow and uh, we'll be able to take on more projects. Yeah. I'd love to, to move into a different space. The space we're in right now is uh, pretty small. So mm-hmm. that's sort of my next goal is to try and find a larger space. That way we can accommodate more people and more projects and stuff. That's sort of the thing that's holding me back right now. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, so where did you come up with the name Way Sound Recording? I'm curious. Um, so actually in high school, it started off as a different name. Okay. Uh, so when I started my company, it was under the name of JPL Records. Um, and I'm guessing your middle name starts initials, with My initials, exactly, but also Jet Propulsion Laboratories. So uh, if you mm. do Google search for JPL, um, nine million times out of uh, <laughs> 10, you're going to find Jet Propulsion Laboratory and not JPL Records. So yeah. I kind of saw that as like, you know, I'd, I had to make a decision whether I wanted to like continue to compete with that. Right. And um, also I got a lot of people asking me like, are you a record company? Do you sign people? Mm-hmm. Do you make records? You know, mm-hmm. the records thing I think was throwing a lot of people off. Um, yeah. and so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm at that point. Uh, and this is when I was getting ready to move out of my parents' basement with the business and right. move into like my first commercial facility. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a good time to make a name change. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to choose something that still felt very personal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, um, I was kind of a, like a class clown. And uh, I loved just like comedy and silly things. So I, I read this book, uh, Sideways Stories, uh, for, from Wayside School. Okay. Probably botched the, the title. It's been a while since I've read it. But um, <laughs> But Wayside was the school that this like comedy book from like elementary school was about, and I just, I loved that book, and um, I felt like that kind of summed up who I was um, as a person growing up. So I took Wayside, and I added the sound into it because I wanted people to when they hear the name to understand like a little bit of what I did, mm-hmm. um, and then. Obviously, changed the set of records, changed it to studios. Actually, sorry, I changed it to uh, recording. Right, right, um, right. Because, again, I wanted people to understand what we did. Um, yeah. And even now, I'm like, you know, I, I do a lot of video work, too. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, now it sounds like I only do audio. So it's, I'm sure it's something that I'll have to, like, deal with for a long time. But um, yeah. uh, that's essentially when I kind of p- uh, picked and uh, choosed the name. You know, I understand what that's like. Like, right now, we're doing... 
wedding videography as one of the things that we do, which mm -hmm. works because, I mean, we do, you know, studio recording, but we also are like a team of videographers. But it it's kind of confusing to a lot of people being like, Caffeinated Records does wedding videography. Right. You know, it's, and, and I've thought about it, and maybe at some point we'll kind of do a side thing and change so it makes sure. more sense. But right now I'm like, you know. There's nothing wrong with having like Caffeinated Records being like the, you know, the company name and then having mm -hmm. like little offshoot, you know. Yeah, like subsidiaries or something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's. That's a great idea. Right. But that's like a, that's a future me problem. Yes. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Don't worry about that now. Right. Um, so in about, in high school is when you kind of started tinkering with recording. Mm -hmm. um, have you been a musician? I'm assuming for most of your life. Yeah. I started playing piano when I was, uh, I mean, real young. I, I started taking piano lessons when I was six. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd asked for like randomly for Christmas one year, probably was four or five asked for a keyboard like a electric keyboard and um my parents were like well you don't play piano but i saw it in a magazine i was like i want that <laughs> right. and so they were like all right so they got me the keyboard and i like played it a lot and they saw that i was really interested in it and so they signed me up for music uh piano lessons and you know kind of took off from there yeah um i can remember in first grade you know they draw a picture of like uh, what you want to do for a living when you grow up and I wanted to play piano for a living. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, I, I do. You know, I work with a lot of uh, independent artists where, you know, me playing piano is part of the services that I offer at the studio and helping them write and record music. Right. Um, I also, I'm part of the band Modern Day Romeos. And Are you really? Yeah. So I'm the piano player for the band and that's, I mean, essentially, I'm making a living playing piano. Um, I've been with them for uh, four, almost five years now. And, oh, nice. um, you know, a big part of my life is going around and playing music in front of other people. And um, so I, I like that I, I held up my, um, mm -hmm. my hopes and dreams from first grade of being able to play music and do music. Yeah. So, like, zooming in on that process when you went from... I play piano to I want to record myself playing piano. Mm -hmm. Like, what was kind of the steps that you you went through in that that got you there and and trial and error in the process? Because I remember for me, like at first I was you know this guitar player and I wanted to do something with music, but I was like I don't know what that could be. Mm -hmm. And then when I thought about recording, I was like I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. So it was just a lot of like kind of stumbling around trying to find something that I loved. Yeah. Doing. Yeah, um, I mean, my first recording set, I would write music, so mm -hmm. I would play piano and, and, and make up songs and stuff. So, I mean, that's essentially the first part where I was, like, enjoying the process of making music. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next step after making music is to be able to, like, record it somehow. So, I mean, I would find, like, like a tape player and record off that or... Um, you know, just like a computer, like the audio input jack on the back of a desktop computer and have like the microphone that comes with a computer or something like that and yeah. plug it in and uh, we just record that way. And um, just like the most basic that you could ever be with recording. And mm -hmm. that's like was my introduction into it. And I just really enjoyed that process. So then I just kind of progressively was like, all right, well, maybe I need like a better audio card um mm -hmm. so i got a better audio card and this one um just allowed you to do different things and oh, i need software to like edit with and it just kind of built from there and like the more i got into it the more excited i got because mm -hmm. i had more control over it and yeah like 
you know, the end product sounded better. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I remember the first time I tried to record something with vocals, I was like perplexed because it sounded like a karaoke song, right? Like I had this, right. this mixed piece and then it just sounded like vocals were like, clearly like there's no way they were in the same room for this. Right. And I was like, I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> and I didn't know what to like search or learn to like figure it out. It was, but I think my first software I ever like started working with was Audacity, mm -hmm. you know, you got to start at the basics. Totally. And uh, is it Audacity is the one that's, it's the free software and it's like, mm -hmm. it's made by like professors of like audio. It's uh, like an open source thing. It is open source. So I think the, I could be wrong, uh, but I, I thought that software was started by like, like, like scientists basically like who are like audio um, professors who created it and yeah. then it's, it's open source so you can you know use it and probably manipulate it and, and stuff mm -hmm. to work on your own but um, interesting they still like uh, I do a lot of like voiceover working with a lot of schools doing voiceover and they still recommend using that software because it's it's essentially it's easy to use which to me like it's like hard because it's like right totally not um, I don't know, like the user interface is not as like easy as some other software, but right. um, you can do a lot with that software. Mm -hmm. um, you can do things in that software that I can't do in my software, which I'm using Sonar, which is like they don't even make that anymore. It's like... Right. Hey, you know, if it works. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I just got super comfortable with it. Um, but even like Pro Tools, uh, certain things that I need to be able to do that I have to use Audacity for because... That's like the only software that can do it. Really? Um, what kind of stuff? So for doing like uh, on hold, like phone messaging systems, uh, mm -hmm. exporting in a certain format that works well with like phone systems. Really? I literally like Audacity is the only one that can do it in that certain like compression formats that yeah. they need it in. Um, and I'm like, huh. how is this not like on the internet of people like, <laughs> oh, do this to make this happen? You know, um, it it's so interesting. So I had a situation, this is a video issue, but I was trying to export a video for a client. Um, well, I was trying to import the video and basically trim some pieces out and re-export it, but I couldn't import it into Premiere because something was corrupted about the file format. Mm. It was my first project working with this client and they were like a bigger client. So I was like, I don't want to seem like I don't know what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. I spent like an hours trying to figure it out and the only software that worked that could read the format and convert it was iMovie. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I tried Adobe Media Encoder. I tried all of these ridiculous oh, yeah. things. And then I dropped it in iMovie. And it read it. And I exported it. And I was like, that worked? That was the thing? It's whatever. I mean, whatever works. There's no right or wrong way to do things. They, they always say that, like, audio and video, it's it's um, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. um, and it's totally true. It's it's whatever works for you and whatever it's a, it's a tool to get the job done. And sometimes the right tool is the free software that you download from the internet or that comes with your computer. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man. Um, so you said you went to college for audio engineering, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm curious because I've had, I've had this conversation with a lot of different people and I'd be curious to hear your take on it. So I didn't go off to college for audio engineering. I hear a lot of people that didn't, and I also have talked to a lot of people that did. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like there's kind of been a debate on like if this is a field that like sure. you should go to college for. Sure, sure. Um, 
are you are you glad that you went? Do you feel like it's worthwhile? Do you feel like it was worth the investment you put in? If there was anyone listening right now who is on that fence, like what would you recommend to them? That's tough. That's a loaded question. It is. It is tough because um, I'm pro school and I'm pro you know learning and uh, developing an interest that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm better off because I went to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduating from school, I got a really good job that helped to support my business and my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and that job was actually doing s- stuff that I went to school for. So. Um, I, I don't think I would have been able to get that job with no formal, um, you know, post-secondary uh, education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it's, it's valuable to, to go to school. This field, it's tough because, you know, I know as a, like a business owner, you know, recording studio owner, like – College is the only thing that I look at. As a matter mm. of fact, it's um, there's other things that I look for first before college because to me, if you have the education but don't have the skill set or like um, the the chutzpah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people who go to school but like just kind of just go to classes and don't really do a whole lot of like practicing their trade outside of it, yeah. Um, like passion. Yeah, that don't have the, the passion for it. Um, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are just so interested and passionate about what they're you're studying will spend a lot of time outside of school mm-hmm. doing the thing that they're going to school for. And yeah. because of that, you know, they get to the degree, but they're just they're so much more advanced and you know their skill set is so much more refined than um, somebody who who wouldn't have uh, practiced as much. So, yeah. um, so when I ask for examples of work they've done and, um, and kind of just like proving their skill set and their ear and their ability to, to mix and record and, and a problem solve in the studio environment mm-hmm. is really hard to teach. It's more like experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not looking for like, show me experience of you working for other recording studios and stuff. It's more just like, show me what you've worked on Mm -hmm. in school or outside of school. I just want to hear examples of stuff you worked on. And yeah. um, And if, if that shows that they know what they're doing and they have a degree, Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose that person over somebody who shows they know what they're doing and doesn't have a degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause there's other things that come with the degree that, um, I think help make the you know person um, more well-rounded. Um, sure, but it's definitely not. That is not the reason why I would hire someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't feel like I got as much from my education. You know, I I've been I did started this like in high school. I was like yeah. really passionate about it. So um, going to school was nice, and I certainly learned a lot, but. Um, you know, what I'm doing currently right now mm-hmm. is not a result purely of like having gone to college. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think your passion plays a bigger role. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, in the college classes that I took when I was in high school, cause I was a homeschooler, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I took a Spanish class and I learned at the beginning 
you know, everyone, there was a mix of people that were in the class, the people that needed it to take the class because it was in the required classes. But then as I went to the, the later semesters in the program, it was like, okay, the people that are in this class are the people that are actually interested in learning Spanish. And so you could see like, we, we learned more and grew more together because everyone was actually passionate about it totally. and trying to learn it. And I think, I like what you said about passion speaks above um, just like the A knowledge. A piece of paper that says you know mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think in the, in the creative world, inherently passion is required, right? Like it's, it's hard to explain what's different between these two pieces if you're just listening to it off, off the bat. But if you knew that one was just like this intellectual based piece and one had like passion infused in it, mm -hmm. you just connect with that more. Totally. It's, um, it is not, there's no right or wrong way to mix a song. So mm -hmm. it's hard to teach that in school. Ultimately you have to figure out how, like how your brain works and how it makes sense to, to mix stuff. So school can give you the tools and give you the resources and options of like, here's what the fundamentals of why mm -hmm. uh, certain frequencies uh, react with the space or when you're mixing, when you're trying to figure out how to blend everything. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately it's like, you have to like practice it. And mm -hmm. um, if you're not, then you're going to have a, a tough time trying to do your own stuff or, or trying to get a job working for someone else. Yeah. All right. So talking about the studio then mm -hmm. I, and some of the projects that you've done, I'm curious, what's the most interesting or one of the most interesting projects or people that you've worked with, like stories that you have in your time recording people? Um, I mean, the most interesting ones are usually the ones that are just like totally not the common clientele or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the project like content is just like off the wall. Mm -hmm. um, I can think of like three in particular that like jumped to my mind of like, yeah. this is very different. Yeah. Um, I worked with a, a corporate client um, doing a video project. It was a mm -hmm. mixture of a video and audio project where Those are the we, best. we are recording <laughs> uh, a song and the song in the studio is uh, it's a, a like a cover song but they like changed the words to kind of fit their message of what they wanted mm -hmm. um so it's like a parody kind of thing yes and the song is about uh washing your hands mm -hmm. and the video piece of it is going around and uh so this is for a hospital mm -hmm. so they wanted to uh just kind of psa everybody needs to wash their hands more right um so the video side of it was going to the hospital with a, um, a person dressed up in an owl costume because that was their mascot uh -huh. and going around with like the nurses and doctors and surgeons and doing like a music video like to this song where uh -huh. they're like all like dancing and like and singing and stuff to it and just such a interesting end product because like <laughs> here well, all these people who, you know, do very serious work and and they're all mutually committed to this project totally and um that's amazing yeah just you know the situations we had plotted out of what this like owl is going to be doing brought in like a stretcher and like in a room <laughs> and doctors coming in and 
Um, it was just a, a very like every part of that project was fun to do because it was so different and yeah, just made me smile. You ever have one of those moments, like in the like the day you're shooting where you're like, how did I get here? Yeah, <laughs> like, that happens actually quite a lot. Um, oh man, yes, uh, and like the the audio side, um, I would say actually. One of the current um, clients I'm working with right now on the audio side is um, there. There are two uh, professors, teachers at a, a college. Okay. Um, one is a uh, math-based professor. The other one's a science-based. I think. Okay. Based on their uh, their songs, uh, their songs are all original, mm -hmm. but they're all. Uh, have to do with like the subject matter that they're teaching. Yeah. Um, and one one would say like they're kind of corny, but like they're really good songs, and yeah. they're very like well thought out lyrics that are like marrying, um, you know, uh, the subject matter and going into like, uh, you know, the um, they have a song about like like baby you got my number and it's kind of like a song about like you got my number call me baby right. but it's all about like these math equations <laughs> built into it um that's amazing and it gets stuck in your head and it's a really good song please send that to me when it's done yes um so we're working on that right now and um it's it's a lot of fun and that's another one where you know they come in and they they write the music they sing and play uh, guitar and bass and then i help them flush out adding drums to it um, mm -hmm. and we'll edit and, and mix and master the final piece. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, but again, it's like so different because it's, it's not, you know, like the typical subject matter that you're typically right. recording in a studio. So, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so how about, um, what's something that you had to learn and maybe you learned this like when you were recording in high school or recording for other people, um, What's something you had to learn with like working with either inexperienced musicians or people that just didn't seem to take the project seriously or like the rates you were charging, like something like that sure. just taught you on the business side of running a studio? Um, I mean, people that don't take it seriously, those are probably my least favorite sessions because um, mm -hmm. I take my job very seriously. Um, yeah. And not every session is like very important. Sometimes people are doing it just for fun. Mm -hmm. And that's that's not what I mean by not taking it seriously. Because um, yeah. a lot of people will do it just because they get enjoyment from it. And that's, I mean, that's awesome. Two professors writing songs on the side, it's probably not like they're hoping to make that their main gig, you know? No, but <laughs> it's uh, they're, they're really into it and it brings them joy. And that's mm -hmm. awesome. I love that. It's, yeah. uh, it's usually working with, um, customers that are doing it just to like show off or like mm. doing it like not for the right reasons that are, yeah. they're doing it, um, you know, to show off to their friends that they're in the recording studio recording and they're oh, like, yeah. you know, they show up late, they're, um, just not prepared and it's, mm -hmm. it clearly is just like a, Hey, let's go hang out in the studio and record and my friends can see how cool I am being in the studio. And like, those are the yeah. ones where I'm like watching the clock when those sessions yeah. could be over. Cause that's, you know, they're, they're not clearly laying down anything that is, um, 
you know, amazing and, um, you know, just having to deal with a lot of people in the studio and yeah, those are probably the least favorite ones. And then those are the ones where I'm like, I am not charging enough for these <laughs> sessions. So, um, that makes me kind of reconsider, you know, rates and stuff. But, um, most cases, everybody I work with is, you know, they're doing it because they, they love to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's great. Cause that's why I'm there. I do it cause I love to do it. Yeah, man. It's, it, and it's really interesting how, like, I think I've said this before, but like how fragile, how fragile the creative mind can be on either side. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I've learned from the, the producer's chair, like speaking to people who are, you know, maybe aren't the best musicians or, or maybe they're just having an off day mm-hmm. and like learning how to kind of coach them and come alongside them so it it doesn't seem like I'm just upset that they can't get this part down and instead say like hey like I you know let's like just work on this little part again this is sounding really good what if we try this right um because if if they get in the spot where they're in their head like that messes the creative process and it's kind of the same the other way around too right like if I'm sitting in this chair and I'm I'm working with this musician who's clearly just not into it for whatever reason even though they're paying to be here they don't seem to care that much like that's going to affect me being like like you said like I'm just watching the clock when is this going to be over and naturally that's going to affect how well you're going to be able to bring something to the table too mm-hmm. it's just really interesting how like this world of creativity is so delicate yes i, I 100% agree if i if you're not putting forth the the passion the energy it's hard for me to put that forth that's so kind of a two way street so it kind of feeds off of each other yeah ah collaboration so fun mm-hmm. So tell me, future future plans, the future of Waysound. If you like real like realistic, close dreams, but then also big picture, I'd love to do this. What are those things? Um, yeah, I I would love in the the near term. Um, as I said, uh, the space we're in right now is is small, um, which is been a great stepping stone for, you know, being in a basement to being, you know, in the, my first commercial space. So, yeah. um, I'm grateful for it, but, uh, to do more projects, to have a better facility for, you know, music projects, having more space to be able to like work with video stuff. Um, I would love to be in a, a larger facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll help with all of those reasons. Plus, uh, being able to bring more uh, people on to help mm-hmm. uh, with that. So having more audio engineers, having uh, more video um, people to help grow the business yeah. is, is necessary. Um, and then ultimately be able to do multiple sessions at a time. Right now we can only really do one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we get busier, it's, it's harder to schedule because mm-hmm we only have one space. So, um, being able to offer the ability to do a couple sessions at Mm -hmm. a time would be amazing. So, I mean, that's, that's ultimately, hopefully a shorter term, uh, thing, but you know, it's also a long-term thing because, you know, I'm, I want to try and, especially with the pandemic right now, I want to be smart about how I take big, uh, risks with the business because, You know, ultimately, I can continue to do what I'm doing where I'm at, but mm-hmm. um, I would love to be somewhere else um, mm-hmm. as soon as I can. But yeah, without having to also 
take such a big risk. Right. Yeah. Risk is, yeah. I, I Calculated risk. Calculated so risk. That's where the calculation part comes in is like <laughs> right, right, right. knowing when to make the, the leap or the change and knowing when not to. Yeah. That would be cool though. Having a space big enough that you have like multiple different sessions going on. Yeah. Do you think, because uh, I felt this, I feel like as, as caffeinated records grows and as we get bigger, I'm going to be, I won't be able to do as much hands-on stuff, like mm -hmm. actually doing recording and running sessions and mm -hmm. mixing stuff, because I'll be trying to manage the growth of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Is that something that you would f foresee being in your, like as your business grows? And if that's the case, like, is that what you want? Um, it's tough, because I, I enjoy uh, building Legos. I enjoy mm -hmm. like creating things. And, right. and that's why I got in this industry is like creating music. So I enjoy creating the business and mm -hmm. cultivating that. And so I enjoy that aspect of it. But um, I think when things get really busy and I'm doing more of that and less of like the creative uh, music and video recording mm -hmm. and editing side of things, um, I tend to feel... I think that's your alarm. Yeah, I gotta take off. He's gonna leave soon. Um, I tend to feel a little bit more burnt out mm -hmm. through that yeah. than I do when I'm really busy on the creative side. Yeah. So that kind of tells me that um, I think I need help on like the business side. Mm -hmm. I need to kind of let go of some of that management stuff. Yeah. So that I can focus on more of what gives me energy and gives me. Um, you know, makes me happy ultimately. Yeah, it's hard to do both. Mm -hmm. I, that's something I've learned is is thinking big picture and, and practical things and then hanging that coat up to like think creatively mm -hmm. and then jumping back. It's it's tough, but yep. I think as, you know, as your business continues to grow and as you, you have needs for greater people, figuring out what like your like strongest point is and like just living in that lane and mm -hmm. out, like bringing other people in for the spaces around it. Totally. That's, that's a really wise move. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your business will just be successful from that. Yes. No, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, as your phone said, you have to, you have to go, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for, for coming on and talking. I've enjoyed this. It's been fun. Thank you. I appreciate it immensely. Uh, this is really neat to come out and, uh, check out your space. I brought, uh, with, uh, a giant t-shirt because that's all I have is giant sizes <laughs> left. Uh, I, I need it. to get some some bigger uh, or more types of swag printed up, but um, right, right. this is a, uh, a giant t-shirt that I'm going to leave with you that... Well, thank you. Um, he can grow into it. Yeah, yeah you'll grow, grow into, into it. it. Exactly. So uh, when, when I get more uh, made up here in uh, the near future, then I'll, I'll be sure to drop off something you can actually wear. Do so. No, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, well, until next time, this is For the Record, and, you know, see you later. Bye.